أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يسبح لله ما في السماوات وما في العرض الملك القدوس العزيز الحكيم هو الذي بعث في العميين رسولا منهم يتل عليهم آياته يتل آياته ويزكيهم ويعلمهم الكتاب والحكمة وإن كانوا من جلال ضلال مبين وآخرين منهم لما يلحقوا بهم وهو العزيز الحكيم ذلك فضل الله يؤتيه من يشاء والله ذو الفضل العظيم صدق الله العظيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم to me this evening to uh, talk about the Zawiya and the, the other, the courtesy of the Zawiya and the purpose of the Zawiya. Why has Allah given us this, uh, this context or this, this sight, this, this opportunity? The Zawiyah is by definition a place where people <coughs> withdraw from the world and do the work that matters. We know that uh, the human heart can't be satisfied by external endeavor. You can get all the money in the world, you can get all the privilege in the world, and you'll still be miserable. Because your heart has been made for a far greater matter, uh, a far more significant matter, and that is to be the, uh, the, home, the hosting site, the platform for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so if you make any other endeavor your, your, uh, your passion, your focus, you will be miserable. And that's what we do here. That's what the Zawiya is about. The Zawiya is about those people and for those people who pursue inner work, who are here to grow inwardly, to grow spiritually. <coughs> now, what's very important is that the Zawiyah is not a khalwa. 
This is not a place for um, complete withdrawal. It is not a hermitage. When you are here, you are here with people and you're in the company of people. And insofar as you're in the company of people, then in the first instance, it's a site where you, you serve. Because that's what we've come to understand to be the proper courtesy of the human being is to be of service to your fellow man. What does happen in Azawiya is because we live together uh, uh, and, uh, and practice intensely, all of our little quirks come to the fore. And we, we end up really getting very concerned with how we appear and how we appear to others. And that concern is one that causes us great pain, great discomfort, because the more we get concerned with how we appear, with how we are seen, the, the more alienated we are from who we actually are. Because in a sense, the one who you are, the one who sits behind this face that you have and this identity that you have, is so vast, it cannot be described. It cannot be turned into a personality. It cannot be turned into an individual. <coughs> so we, we get ourselves trapped in, a, in an endeavor of, uh, of, of kind of combat and, and challenge and uh, wanting to occupy space in the world, which eventually uh, causes a disturbance to our path that alienates us from who we really are. The pursuit to who we are seen to be and wanting to work on how we are seen to be alienates us from who we are. And so, the question then arises, what are the basic rules of courtesy that make it possible for you not to engage in a competitive and combative engagement with the world around you, where you then start to occupy space and to like push others out the way so that you can meet, so that you can stand up. What do you need to do? What are the basic rules so that you don't go down that rabbit hole and end up wasting the opportunity of being in a place like this? Um, the first that occurs to me is that the watchword, if you're in a site like this, is insofar as you engage other than you, you engage other than you in the best interest of other than you. When you deal with somebody else, you deal with them on the basis of what really is in their best interest. You don't deal with them on the basis of how what they think of you or how you seem to appear to them. You really ask yourself, how can I be helpful to this being? And you do that. Sometimes being helpful to the being isn't necessarily being um, accommodating. But in the first instance, it has to mean being accommodating. 
person who is helpful is by definition not irritable. A person who is helpful is by definition not short. A person who is helpful is by definition not curt. A person who is helpful is in the first instance kind, <coughs> is in the first instance compassionate, is in the first instance approachable, is in the first instance patient. And only once they've been patient for long enough to realize and to see that the medicine that the brother needs is a confrontation, then the confrontation will be made, but the confrontation will be made with kindness. We don't do this just so that we can be nice to our brothers. We do this because that courtesy, that restraint, creates a wall of safety that puts a space between, between you and your world so that you don't, you don't get so easily overwhelmed. The second rule to this, and it's an expression of the intent to serve, is really governed by the insight that whatever Allah presents to you in any situation is truly miraculous. And this is particularly true for people. When you sit with any human being long enough, no matter how objectionable you think that human being is, when you sit with any human being for long enough, you recognize that this being is truly remarkable, whoever that person is. And while you are not recognizing that the person is remarkable, you are not seeing the thing as it is. Our lack of recognizing the extraordinary nature of what Allah has put in front of us, because everything that is put in front of us is majestic, everything that is put in front of us is miraculous, and everything that is put in front of us is worthy of all. And if you're not experiencing that all, you're doing the opposite. You're trivializing. You're dismissing. You're writing the thing off. You're being cynical. So Fakir might have all sorts of bizarre character traits, but if the Fakir is never cynical, the Fakir never trivializes, he never demeans, and he never insults. He never gets cynical. The fakir also doesn't gossip. The fakir doesn't speak ill of somebody else. If there's a matter that needs to be addressed, the fakir will try and address it himself. And if it requires a forum for it to be addressed, the fakir will create the forum so that the matter can be addressed. It's very important that we understand that the we choose um, a name, a word, to describe what we're about in this endeavor. And that word is fukara. Fukara is the plural of fakir. A fakir is, means basically a person who's impoverished, a person who's destitute, a person who cannot come to their own defense. So by definition, a fakir does not come to his own defense. <coughs> by definition, a fakir does not try and push the other out of the way. 
The fakir lives by the deep conviction that Allah will come to your defense. That you do not have to manage the world in your interest. The world works in your interest in ways that are so miraculous that you cannot even begin to fathom. And so it's very important that your brothers and your sisters on this path are granted safety, amnesty from you and your judgment. That they are, that, that, that you do not uh, demean them, you do not dismiss them, you do not gossip about them, you do not speak ill of them. You do the very best that you can to elevate them. Truly, there's no human being that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves more than a human being who is able to elevate others. <coughs> and there's no human being who is more objectionable in the sight of all creation than the human being who, who elevates himself by demeaning others. The further manifestation of being a fakir, of being the one who serves, being a resident of the Zawiya, is that you keep your space and yourself pristinely clean and tidy. It requires a fastidiousness. Fastidious means deep cleanliness to get maximum benefit out of a place like this. Your room must be tidy. Your bed must be made. You, you, there must, the, 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 the floors must be kept clean. The place, the, the, there's, there's, you have to understand that your outward chaos is an expression of your inward chaos. If you ever wake up in the morning and you feel a little bit miserable, you're feeling a little bit out of sorts, immediately get up, tidy your room, tidy your space. Because that tidying the space around you is tidying yourself. Your context is a reflection of what's going on inside you. The insistence that we have on tidiness and cleanliness in the Zawi is therefore not just because we want to pre present a, um, a, a noble face to the outside world or to visitors who come to the Zawi. The reason why we do this is that the real beneficiary of the cleaning is the cleaner, not that which is being cleaned, or the people for whom the cleaning is being done. It is the act of cleaning, it is the process of cleaning which helps to clarify your own soul, helps to clean your soul. There's enough to be done in a place like this, to make the place welcoming. In the first instance, if we're here to serve, then it has to mean that when people come here, they feel welcome. They feel that they are that they are guests. Turning that person into the guest, being the great the host, you know, you, it's not about them. It's about allowing, giving yourself 
the opportunity, allowing yourself the privilege of being the one who takes care. There's no, there's no, there's no, um, uh, there's no three points to this. You can't say there's one who takes care, there's one who's taken care of, and then there's one who's sort of neither taking care of or taking or taking care. It doesn't work like that. If you aren't taking care, you're one who's being taken care of. That is how it is. Small little courtesies, which we're, 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 we're neglecting for our brothers. Small little courtesies, like, like when we leave the majlis, view the first one at the majlis, Turn the shoes in such a way that when your brother comes out, it's easy for him to get into his shoes. When we, when we have a meal, or make sure that the place is, feels welcoming, that it's comfortable. Make sure the people who, who arrive at the Zawiya from outside feel at home. They don't feel judged, they don't feel demeaned, they don't feel less than. The only person who we should be having the discomfort of looking after when they arrive at our door here is a drunk. Other than that, when a person arrives and he's sober, we feed him, we're kind to him, we do the best that we can for him. That was being a fakir. That was being an aspirant on this path. All discipline that has the effect of transforming the self <coughs> has the character of a yoke and the character of burden. It is the character of voluntarily subordinating yourself, submitting yourself to discipline. It's very interesting that the word discipline in English is, comes from the same idea as a disciple. A disciple is obviously a person who is a follower and a spiritual aspirant. And what does a disciple do in the following and being a spiritual aspirant? So a disciple subordinates himself to discipline. He doesn't just act as he wants it done. In this extraordinary place, there's no reason why you can't be busy every moment of the day in discipline. If it's not the discipline of service, it's the discipline of practice. So if you're not serving out there, you're doing, you're reciting Quran, you're, you're meditating, you're doing salah, you're, you're, you're writing, you're thinking. You're not surfing the web for nonsense to entertain yourself. You're surfing the web for nonsense to entertain yourself. 
are wasting the opportunity. There's so many people who would love to have an opportunity like this. So many people who would give their eye teeth to have the possibility of being to step out of their lives and to pursue a discipline that's going to change them. Let's be those who make that possible for people. And let's be those who make it possible for each other. And by being those who make it possible for others and for each other, we make it possible for ourselves. May Allah grant us May grant us annihilation and may grant us death before we die. In Allah, I'll join you in the moment.